Well, good morning, everybody. It's great to be here this morning. Yes, my name is Brian, and I wear a suit. Yes. So, my uh, my boys said uh, this morning, like, "Wow, you look look like Mr. Compton, only younger, more handsome." So I'm like, "Okay, maybe I added the younger, more handsome part," you know. But you know, they did they did say that it was that was that was entertaining. So you know, it's <laughs> it's certainly a, a joy to be here. I think I tell you, I don't know if 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 uh, you've had a couple weeks like I've had, um, but boy, whew, it's just it's just been nasty out there, you know. And so, what a, what a joy to be! I'm so glad that that y'all are here because you know just just seeing your your smiling faces, my brothers and my sisters that are here, I'm, it's just it's uh it's just it's just great. Just you walk in the room, um, it's just it's just a change, right? And that's why the reason God set this up, right? Is for us to be encouraged. You know, we lift Jesus up on this on this day, but it's to encourage one another, right? Because we need that. You know, we need each other. That's why God designed the church the way it is, because we need each other, and 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 He knew that. You know, and so just so so grateful uh, to be here uh, with all of you. So, um, uh, Braxton, come here real quick. So, uh, just a couple uh, notes of encouragement. Uh, two of them, don't fall. Um, for Mr. D from a couple of the Bragg boys, Mr. D, your message was awesome. And Mr. D, I liked your message of God. So yeah, let's give it up for Mr. D. Awesome. One for Tanya V. Uh, I really enjoyed spending time with you yesterday. You are such a delightful, warm presence and add a special joy to any room or crowd or car ride. There you go. Let's give it up for Tanya. There you go. This one was like, this is, wow. This is for Sharon. You are such an excellent example of sympathy and compassion and looking at people through God's eyes rather than worldly eyes. Thank you so much for giving people grace and viewing their potential rather than, a, than present circumstances only. I want to be like you when I grow up. Wow, that's awesome. Let's give it up for Mrs. Compton. Right, as, as, as a hard a time as I give that woman, she is an amazing woman. And, and honestly, we all know that Bill wouldn't be where he is or able to do what he does without her. You know, and, and we all know that, that have, that have great spouses, you know, how, how important that is, you know. That's why God tells us, be careful about who you choose. Right. That's 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 super, super important uh, about being careful about who we choose, because it will affect, you know, your work uh, for God. So doing it together. That's that's awesome. Um, there's there's I don't have any announcements uh, to go through. The printer was down uh, this morning. So um, well, Sunday nights tonight, uh, we're doing assembly your place. Six thirty. Yeah. So um, if you can't be there, tune in. Um, you know, uh, Scott's going to be preaching, uh, tonight. So there's that, um, Monday night, uh, you know, there's going to be no college age group, but, um, young adult game night tomorrow night at 6 PM at the Hunter's house. So snacks are provided. Just bring your favorite game. All right. Um, and I, I think I'm excluded, because uh, of my age. Um, but I don't know. I, you know, I'm, I'm a young adult still, right? 50s messing with my head, folks, just so you know, all right? It's, it's coming in a few months, kind of messing with my head a little bit, all right? So, uh, anyway. 
Are there any more announcements? Wednesday at Alvador. Oh, for the oh for the the measure whatever the measure is yeah yeah okay what time is that six thirty six thirty at Alvador Wednesday night okay anything else you, you have a quizzical look, Ken? I thought that was Sunday night. Mm. No, Sounds like it's Wednesday night. Sunday night is the it's the Sunday rally down at Cottage Grove. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 there's the problem right there. Yeah. Right? Okay. All right. So <laughs> that was mean, Brian. What, was, what in the world? <laughs> uh, okay. So any 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 birthdays? I don't have a list of any birthdays. Anybody has a, have a birthday this week, Ryan? Not just a birthday. A birthday this week. I know you like to say, "Oh, I got a birthday." <laughs> well, we all got birthdays. Uh, so no birthdays. Good. You'll have to listen to me sing then. That's good. Right? Okay. All right. With not, nothing else, it was it was pretty cool. I talked to Bill a couple nights ago. Uh, we talked, I was driving into work and, and, uh, we had, he had called me while I was getting ready and I'm like, Hey, let me, let me give you a call when I'm, when I'm headed in. And, uh, as I'm walking down the stairs, I hear his voice. I'm like, Justine's listening to his message in Virginia. <laughs> that was, I thought was, I thought it was really cool. Right. You know, to, to be able to, you know, as much as I may not have liked this in the beginning and I'm not a big techie guy, you know, that is really cool. Right. To be able to listen, you know, and I'm like, like be there live, you know, across not only this country, but across the world sometimes. Right. So, uh, so pretty neat. Uh, I, I like that. So, all right. Well, we'll get on with the lesson then. So I'm not going to give you the title of my lesson till the end. Um, yes, I did title my lesson. See, there's another change, right? So there's, there's a title of this one, but you'll see it. You'll see it at the, at the end. Um, so. I want to start in Philippians chapter two. I, this one, it's, it really doesn't have a whole lot um, to do with my lesson so much, but it does. It does in a way. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna read just because this has been bugging me this week and last week. Um, in in Philippians chapter two, verse fourteen, it says, "Do all things." Without grumbling, disputing, complaining, arguing, whining. I'm sorry, I'm adding some stuff there, but um, that's, you know, God says, no grumbling or disputing, right? So why? So you prove yourselves to be blameless and innocent, children of God, above reproach, in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you appear as lights in the world. I don't know about you, but have you listened to all the grumbling and complaining and whining and sniveling? I don't know if, if you have to deal with that, but oh my goodness, right? The world. You talk about a perverse generation. I'm telling you what, we're in it. And we have to shine as lights, right? We don't want to be like that. We're called to be different. We're called to be that light. People need to see that light. Don't be part of that. Right? Don't be part of that. We're going to be in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 12 is where we're going to, is where we're going to start. As we talk about fighting the good fight of faith, I'm going to, we're going to talk about that, um, you know, really what that looks like uh, each and every day uh, in, our, in our lives and what we need to do uh, to prepare, bless you, uh, to prepare ourselves um, for that, right? So we'll read it and then we'll pray. 
1 Timothy 6.12 says, Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called, to which you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we are very thankful, uh, Father, for another day. Boy, what, a, what an honor and privilege to, to be here on the first day of the week to, to lift up our King, uh, Father, so he knows uh, that we love him and are so thankful uh, for what he has done for us and continues to do for us as, as has been brought out today, you know, each and every day, uh, Father, as he intercedes uh, for us, Father, he died for us, and, and uh, boy, what an example that he set that we should walk in his footsteps, Father. So, and we thank you for your willingness to give your only begotten Son so that we might have life through him. Just pray for your blessing uh, on this lesson, Father. You know, as we really look at the fight uh, every day uh, that we're a part of with the devil and how we are to prepare ourselves, uh, Father, to overcome and to win that fight every single day. We love you and praise you in the name of King Jesus that we pray. Amen. Why is it called a fight? Why does he call it a fight? Why didn't he say it was an, an argument or a disagreement or, you know, fight? He says, fight. Fight the good fight of faith, right? I don't know how many of you have been in a, in, in, in a fight, in like a really knockdown, down drag-out physical fight, but it was brought to light to me this last week as that happened, right? Fighting somebody that had nothing to lose. It was crazy. And the, the punishment that he took and continued to fight. That's, that's who we're fighting. That's the devil. He's already destined for the lake of fire, right? He's headed there. He's got nothing to lose. So he's going to fight like that. I've, I've never had a fight with an individual that lasted that long and for a guy to take that much punishment and to continue to fight to continue to try to get away and then fight back, right? And part of what we're going to look at is as we, as we fight the devil, right? As we go against him each and every day, the training that that, that, that takes, right? In a, in a physical sense, in that fight, right? I'm in the weight room an hour, an hour and a half, almost every single day. I run on the treadmill. Yes, yes, runner. Yes, see me? Yes, right? But I do it, right? I do it. Why? That's part of my training. That's part of how I know I need to train to win. Right? And, and I train that almost every single day. And for this case, it's for the one battle that happens maybe every four or five months. If maybe only once a year. But I train what? Almost every day for that moment. So what? So I can win. And that's what it boils down to. Is winning. This dude was a bad dude. He tried to take off in his suburban with us, in there with him. And sometimes you got to think out of the box. The same thing with the devil. Sometimes our training has to take us out of the box. I never hit anybody with my flashlight before until that point. It's the only option I had. My other officer was in the way. He's trying to get him out of the car. He's going to throw it and drive. He reaches up. His foot's on the brake. He's going for it. Only thing I could do was transition and just hit him as hard as I could twice right in the forehead. And it worked. Stunned him, right? That's all I want. I wanted him to stun to get his hand off there. And then we could get him out. We finally get him out and the fight was on. I'll tell you what. Crazy. But you know what? We won. Because we were better trained. Because we put the time in. Right? We were smarter. We were tougher. 
And he wasn't getting away. And you got to have that mindset, because in my mindset at that point was, dude, you ain't winning. Like, now, now you got me irritated, you know, and, and here we go. It's the same thing with the devil, right? I don't know if you have that, when, when, when things are kind of going that direction, you know, and you know, like, man, the devil, he's, he's coming. Why is he coming? You know, and I can feel it, right? That, that aggravates me, you know, but it inspires me to what? To keep going and to win, right? Not let him win. But part of that is being trained up so that we can win, right? Train, practice, and grow. Do it all without, without complaining, right? Let's go to, uh, 1 Peter chapter 5. 1 Peter 5. Cause what kind of, what, 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 what's, what kind of adversary do we have? In 1 Peter 5, verse 8 and 9, it says, be of silver spirit, be on the alert. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. So resist him, right? Firm in your faith, knowing that the same experience of suffering and being accomplished by your, your brethren who are in the world, right? God gives us great pictures, right? God created this entire thing, so he gives us great pictures, right? The devil prowls around like a roaring lion. Now, I've used these examples before. It's been a few years. But have you ever seen some of these wildlife shows with these lions and how they hunt? Right? They're prowling around, and they're, 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 they're looking. They're these giant animals. Like, we went to wildlife safari and drove through them. I think it was the size of the Suburban, you know? I'm like, these things are actually that big. They're huge. They're giants, right? And you notice when they attack. Well, who do they attack generally, right? The weak. The sick, the slow, the dumb, right? We don't want to be any of those, right? But that's what they go after. That's what he's looking for, right? We, we can look at two different types of animals, how they fight this lion, right? How do they, how do they defeat this lion? We can look at the wildebeest, right? What all they're trying to do is outrun their friend, right? Because that's it. I just have to outrun Frank over here, and I live. Sorry, Frank. You know, and Frank gets eaten. And that's it, right? That, that's, that's their defense, right? Be faster than your buddy, and you'll make it, right? Not a whole lot of thinking there, right? A whole lot of panic is what goes on there. So we can't panic, you know? I love looking at those giant Cape Buffalo, right? Because what do they do? I mean, they're slow. You know, they're not going to outrun this thing. So what have they figured out? You know, circle the wagons, right? They put their biggest, strongest on the outside, the weakest, the oldest, the youngest, what? Go on the inside. And then they just defend. And a lot of times they just what? They march right towards that lion, what? As a pack. And what's that lion do? Well, he's smart enough to run away, right? And God tells us that too. Now, we can make the devil run away. You ever seen, I'm watching this, this guy's, this guy's trying to flee. At one point in time, he gets up. Right? And now we're, now we're, now we're, he's got up. And he's trying to, he's trying to get away. Grabbing a hold of that guy, like, the fight he had trying to get away was almost worse than the fight he had while we were on the ground. He was wanting to flee. And so I think about that. 
when we talk about that, and because again, in James, it talks about it, James 4, 7, right? You know, submit therefore to God, yield to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. He will flee. He will run away. Now, we don't want to grab onto the guy like I was doing here. Let him run away. What I'm saying is he can do that. He will turn tail and run. But we have to put who first? We have to put God first. We have to follow God. We have to yield to him. Let him lead, right? And then we can resist that roaring lion, and he's going to run away from us. The lion will run away. We have that in us and that potential to do that. So a lot of that is is training, right? You know, as I talked about in the gym a lot. A lot of times fighting is different, you know. It doesn't say box the, the good the good fight of faith. It doesn't say any fighting is different. Fighting is fighting. If I had to stand in the ring with somebody with boxing gloves, I'd probably get smashed. I don't have those skills. Right? But fighting is different. Fighting, there's really no rules. Right? There's really not. And the devil knows that this is a, he doesn't have any rules. He's gonna do whatever he can. To get to us, right? That's what he's going to do. There's no rules. That's why it's a, it's a it's a fight. Fighting is violent. It's nasty. It's unpredictable. And that's the way the devil is. And that's why God says, "Fight, fight the good fight of faith. Be prepared, right, for that fight." So we do. So we have to equip ourselves, as it says in in Second Timothy. Go to Second Timothy. Second Timothy three, right? Verse 16 and 17 says, All scripture is inspired by God and beneficial for teaching, for rebuke, for correction, for training in righteousness. So that the man of God may be fully capable, equipped for every good work, right? So where do we get that training from? Right? From the word of God. If you're not reading every day, if you're not understanding who you are in Christ, well, you're not going to be trained up to be able to win on that day of the fight. And really... I don't know, brethren, for you, but for me, it's, it's every day. It's every day. There's something going on that, that I'm going to have. I got to fight that good fight of faith. You know, and I'm sure it is for all of you. Because the devil hates this. The devil, the, the devil hates all of this. What do you mean? You, there's nothing better to do on a, on a Sunday morning than to be here. Well, NASCAR's on. Love NASCAR. Football, some kind of game on, right? There's something going on. You're here. The devil hates that. Understand that. The devil knows you're here, right? He's going to do those things, but we have to be trained up, right? All scripture, this is inspired by God, written by man, but inspired by God. And so we got to use the book he gave us, right? That's the training, right? Use it. So we may be equipped for every good work. James 5, 8, you don't have to go there. It says, tells us to strengthen our hearts, right? To strengthen those hearts. You know, train because it's coming, right? You know it's coming. And so when it comes, don't be surprised. God says that, right? No, why are you so shocked? I've told you it's coming. In Romans chapter 5, we should, we should want these things. We should want the challenges. Come on, devil, bring it on, dude. You know, 
Wouldn't it be awesome if God told the devil, much like he did with Job, go. God had so much confidence in Job of what a righteous man that he was. He told the devil, go, go mess with him. Because God knew, right? God knew Job was going to stand firm. And he did. Wouldn't that be awesome if God said, go ahead, devil. Go mess with the Pleasant Hill Church of Christ. Go ahead. See what happens. Because he has so much confidence on and, and who we are here, right? Because of Christ. Go. And so we should, we should embrace those things. Because in Romans 5, verse 3, it says, uh, but we also celebrate in our tribulations, knowing that tribulation brings about the perseverance. And perseverance, proven character. And proven character, hope. And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. He's given us. We don't understand the power of the Holy Spirit. Right? We just don't. I don't. You know, kind of like Jeff. We're still wrapping our minds around some of these concepts. Right? You know, and really understand what God has, has given us. But ultimately, those tribulations bring about, in the end, hope. Right? The hope that we have. And hope does not disappoint. We have the Holy Spirit. The fullness of God, it says, right, dwells within us. Do you, do you understand that? Do you understand the power that we have? Or do you even believe that scripture? That through the Holy Spirit, the fullness of God dwells. Jesus never sinned. He never sinned. You have that ability in you now. We all do. If you've been immersed in the name of Jesus Christ, you've received the Holy Spirit, you have that in you. Do you believe it? If you believe it, then use it. Right? It's up to us to do these things. I want us to be strong and powerful for God. Right? To take on the devil and win. And as Scott brought out, you know, the, the living souls were building that matrix, right? We don't know when that last soul, maybe the, the last soul that, 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 you know, Bill flew down in Mexico, wouldn't that been awesome? Flies down, immerses him, boom, done. We don't know. We don't know when that, when that last living soul is put and, and it activates the coming, right? We don't know. God does, but we don't. We have to be prepared every day, right? We don't want to be one of those stones that gets taken out. And then we go backwards, right? And a lot of us have people that, that look to us, whether it's other brothers or sisters, maybe some of their friends. And if we get popped out, guess what? They might get popped out too. And then we're just destroying the matrix instead of building it, right? We don't want that. Let's build it. Let's get this thing done, Right? And, and James 1, 3, let's go there. It says, you know, James 1, 3 says that the testing of our faith, right, produces endurance. Same thing, right? Testing of our faith. It produces all this stuff. So we should look forward to those things. If you have the right mindset, right? If you have the right mindset, then you're like, yeah, this is great. This is building me up to be better for God, right? When we, when we look at those things. That's what God's telling us when you, when you have the right mindset, Go to Ephesians chapter 6, right? You all know this one. But do we do it? Do we do it every day? Right? We're talking about the armor of God. 
So it takes me about 15 minutes to put all my gear on it, you know, for a head out, right? A lot of gear. Weighed myself the other day. With boots and everything else, it's 40 pounds. I put on 40 pounds. Now, part of that's his fault because every time that I get a new vest, I put that extra plate in my, so I've, I've got this really thick chest plate, you know, that most of these things are only good for handguns. They're not going to stop a rifle around, you know. So I add a little extra weight, got some other stuff on there, 40 pounds. 40 pounds is a lot. A lot of gear to put on every single day, which makes it a little bit harder sometimes to fight. Right? We wrestled around with somebody, you got 40 pounds of gear and your gear sticking out here. It was hard. Like, I wrapped that dude up at one point when he was standing up. I'm like, all right, look, I'm, I'm, I'm starting to get gassed. We're all starting to get gassed. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wrap you up, dude. And that way, I don't know if he's got weapons or not by the time he stands up. So I got his arms trapped to his side. I'm here. And I'm like, well, now what are we going to do? You know, usually I pick guys up and dump, dump them on their head at that point. But I'm like, oh, we can't do that these days anymore. Right. Plus, I didn't have enough leverage because all my gear was sticking out there. By the time he was my size, by the time I get wrapped around him and got him hooked up, I'm like, well, so the officer and I were just talking. <laughs> They're like, well, where, where should we put him? You know, he's like, you got him. I'm like, oh, he ain't going nowhere. I'm like, we just got to figure out where to put him. You know, and he's the same thing. He's like, well, we can't put him on the asphalt here. We're going to, you know, and we like, well, there's some grass over there. Let's go over there. So, so we take him over to the grass, you know, put him in the grass and, and, you know, he continues to fight. And finally, finally, you know, he decides that his face hurts enough that he's going to stop, right? And we get him in handcuffs. But even then, the fight was on, man. Dirty. He's dirty. Like we're trying to get him in the car, and he's hooking his hands on the back of the seat. You know, we can't get him into the car. So we finally get his hands undone, get him in. There's three of us there. Get his hands, and he's hooking his foot on the open door. You know, then he wants to start kicking. I'm like, what in the world? Then we got to take him to the hospital because we got to get him cleared. We're going to take him to jail because he's broken, you know. Fight him getting into the hospital. We fight him getting back in the car. You know, they fight him at the jail. Like, figure it out, dude. But dirty, like he's just doing dirty stuff. Like during the fight, I may have been jammed up a time or two for for fighting some guys and not knowing they were in handcuffs because I wasn't down there and still working over some guys when they were in handcuffs and didn't know it and got turned in, whatever. So during the fight, I hear click, click. At the door. So what do I do? Well, I've been jammed up before, so I, I stop. Right? Let off. I hear handcuffs. I kind of let off pressure a little bit, and that's when he stands up. And I'm like, he's on handcuffs. Well, what did I hear? Well, he was bright enough and had done this enough that he actually, when he was fighting the other officer, he grabbed the handcuffs and closed them himself with his own hands. So that's what I heard was click, click. And so I let him up. Now he's standing up. Dirty, right? Not, he's not fighting fair. You think the devil's going to fight fair? you got to be ready. In verse 10, Ephesians 6, 10 says, Finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might, right? Put on the full armor of who? Of you? No, of God. So you'll be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil, right? we got to put it on. So what is it? So as Jeff said before, and our, our, our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, because of that, take up the full armor of God so you'll be able to resist on the evil day and having done everything to stand firm, right? Stand firm. God's 
God's given us a message here, right? Stand firm, he says in verse 14, therefore. How do you do that? Having belted your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, having strapped on your feet the preparation of the gospel of peace. In addition to all that, taking up the shield of faith, which you'll be able to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. What's the sun? As we're putting on these pieces, what are we doing? We're gearing up to what? Defend ourselves against whatever the devil's throwing at us. So that we what? That we win. And take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. Right? With every prayer and request, pray at all times the Spirit. And with this be alert with all perseverance and every request for all the saints. And pray on my behalf that speech may be given to me and opening my mouth to make known the boldness, the mystery of the gospel, which I'm an ambassador in chains, and to proclaim that I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Right? Be bold. So not only are we taking on the devil, but putting on everything that we have that God has given us, so what? So we can defeat the devil, so we can win, but also so that we what? That we be bold, right? In our speech, so that we're not afraid to talk about Christ. Now we have to be careful, right? There's some instances, like Jeff says, like we have to be careful, you know? But he, 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 he brought that out, as he told him. I tell people all the time, there's an old saying that says, they have no idea that I'm, that I'm, you know, quoting scripture. It was an old saying, because that's true, right? It is an old saying. And there it is. We have to be bold. And by putting on the armor, not only are we defeating the devil, but then we can be bold in our speak, and we can snatch others from the fire, right? People need that. There is a hopeless world out there right now. It is an ugly, nasty, perverse thing going on in this world right now. I see it more than you. I'm glad you don't have to see it. I'm telling you, it's there. And it's getting worse. It's not getting better. Now, people need us. They don't know it, but they need us. Right? We have to be those that are shining the light. Romans 12, 2 says, be transformed by the renewing of your minds. Right? By the renewing, the constant. That's an everyday because when you're not renewing, guess what? It just goes back the old way. We know that. We've all, we've all slid backwards a time or two, I'm sure. Right? Because why? We're not every day putting on the armor. Every day putting on the armor. So in, let's go to Second Peter. We're talking about practice, right? Practice, practice. What's the old saying? Practice makes. There it is. Who, is, who said that? I bet you the young people. Are young people, have you ever heard of that? Practice makes perfect, right? There it is. Second Peter chapter 1, right? Beginning in verse 5 says, Now, for this very reason... Well, is that Second Peter? Yeah, okay. Um, now, for this very reason, also applying all diligence in your face, supply moral excellence, and your moral excellence, knowledge, and your knowledge, self-control, and in your self-control, perseverance, and in your perseverance, godliness. In your godliness, brotherly kindness, and in your brotherly kindness, love. See, look at that, how that builds. See that, how that, how that builds up there, right? For these qualities are yours, all of these, and are what? Increasing, and we're continuing to work on these things. They do not make you useless nor unproductive in the true knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. 
For the one who lacks these qualities is blind or short-sighted, having forgotten his purification from his former sins. See, we forget. If you're not renewing every day, if you're not doing those things, having these things, right, and being productive, you're going to forget. It says, therefore, in verse 10, brethren, be all the more diligent to make certain about his calling and choice of you. For as long as you practice these things, you will never stumble. Notice God says, never. Never say never, never say always. That's what we say. Guess what? God said what? You will never stumble. If you practice these things, do you believe what God says? If you practice these things, you will never says you will never stumble. Who's it come down to? It comes down to us, right? It comes down to us putting the armor on every single day and going out there, right? Practicing these things. We're practicing what? Well, Galatians 5 tells us through the Spirit is what? What? Right? Through the Spirit is love, patience, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness. See, I had it in my head until I... See, every time you get up here... Every time. Those things. I'm going to go there just because. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Okay, there's a short list for you. Work on that. Good luck. Right? There it is. It's, 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 oh, that'll keep you busy. Right? And when you fail at one, just go work on the other. What are we supposed to be practicing? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. That's what we're supposed to be practicing every single day. Put on the armor and then go do it. Every day. And then go, go fight the guy that has nothing to lose. And the devil who's coming after you. And then snatch others from the fire. While that's going on. Oh yeah, and take care of your own life too, would you? Hey, provide for your family. Teach your kids. Be nice to your spouse. Be nice to your spouse. See? In there. All that. There's a lot going on, isn't there? Yeah. Sure. A lot going on. But you got to armor up every single day, right? Put it on. There's days I love to be out there riding around in my t-shirt and shorts, right? That ain't the way it happens. I know I got to put all that stuff on. You know what's cool is? All that stuff that I put on, you know who that's supposed to help? Me. All that stuff is to help me. There ain't nobody, it's not going to help anybody else. I reach for any of those things, guess what? It's to help me. It's the same thing with our armor. We put that on, it's all designed to help us. Defeat the devil. All of it. Right? So if you miss a piece, right? That, it, it's a hole in the armor. It's, it's putting it all on every single day and going out there and working on those, right? Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Whew. Okay. Just one of those, I'm like, well, that's a lot of work. There's a whole list for us, right? Enough for us to do. Go out there, right? Get it done. Jeff talked about confidence, right? Kind of talked about confidence. And I'll just tell this, I, you know, I don't know. You know, I don't want to put words in God's mouth, but I think God deliberately made Jake sick today. Um, 
because you know Jake's been doing great. His message has been amazing. If you haven't listened to any of his messages, please listen to his messages. You know, from this month during Bible class, great boy. Just seeing the growth in these young men is awesome. Um, but you know, Jake got sick and he calls me and I'm I'm in briefing and so I'm not able to answer the phone and and Bill had said that oh Jake might, might be sick, might have to cover Bible class, you know, and I'm like, yeah, no problem, I can do that. Um, well, then by the time I get out and I, and I get a hold of Jake, he's like, oh, no, I saw that you were preaching, so I've reached out to Jeff. I'm like, no, I can do it. It's fine. You know, Jeff's just, Jeff's, I'm sure he's busy, although Sharon disagrees. Um, but uh, <laughs> so uh, he, he, he's like, no, no, I got, I got Jeff to do it. Don't worry about it. You got to cover it. I'm all right. And Jeff talks about confidence. He talks about confidence this morning. If you, haven't, if you weren't here for his lesson, go, go listen to his lesson. He talks about confidence, right? Guess where I'm going with all this? I see God, God say, you don't think God's not in control? How many times have we seen this over and over and over again here in particular with messages where they just all tie together? We all, we all talk to each other and, you know, what, what church are you going to wear today, Scott? I'm going to match you. Uh, you know, we don't do that. We don't, we don't call and talk to each other. It just happens, you know, we're going to put together a lesson and, and time and time and time again, it's like they just build on each other and it's the same theme that day, right? Who's designing that? It's God. If you don't believe it, I, I don't know. There's, there's, there's something you need to work on. God's in charge, right? Jake, Jake needed some time away. You know, even though his mom wouldn't take care of him, I guess it needed to be sick. So, you know, you know, I, but there it is, right? Confidence. Boy, confidence is everything. Presence is everything, right? We teach that to young cops. You have, you have to have presence. Presence is, is the biggest thing. You walk out, like, there's times I'm just standing, I'm not even part of the call. Like, when I have a recruit, a lot of times, and they're in the last phases, like, they're supposed to handle the call. I'm just standing there. Like, I'm just observing, I'm there, making sure they don't get hurt, they're doing everything right, you know. And maybe there's a, a disagreement. And the person will look at me and be like, what are you looking at? I'm just standing over here. What do you mean? Well, you just look mean, you know. I'm just standing here, you know. Part of that is what I just—it's just His presence that God has gifted me with that I just stand there and I'm like, oh, it's just—it's but it's confidence, right? I know that whatever happens at that point, we're going to be able to to defend, right? I'm not worried about that person, you know. If it wants to be a physical battle, fantastic. If you want to get in a gunfight, great. You know what? I'm going to win because why? Because I've trained myself to be better. That's why. So I have confidence. I have that. So we teach, we teach, gotta gotta have presence, man. Get the shoulders back, get in there and just have some command presence, right? That's part of it. That's what we have. We have to have presence, right? Presence. Hebrews tells us that we, we can discern, uh, in Hebrews 5.14 between good and evil, right? And we go out every day, right? And we train and we have the confidence, right? In Colossians, for time, 1, 21, 20, uh, 21 through 23, says that we continue in the faith, right? First Timothy 1 Timothy 1.17 says that we are not timid, right? We do not have a spirit of timidity, God says. We're not timid. We're bold. It doesn't, it doesn't matter what you look like, right? The spirit within you is not timid. That is who you are. Because we look at Timothy all the time. Paul had to encourage Timothy a lot, right? You know, you're not. So you can imagine what Tim- Timothy was sick. You know, he's probably a frail guy. You're not timid. Go out. And what Timothy do? Amazing things, right? Amazing. Look at his life. It was amazing. We're not timid. 
Don't, don't worry about it. Use the full armor of God. Use the spirit that's within you, right? The fullness of God dwells within us. Use that to overcome and defeat the devil. Make him flee. Two more scriptures. 1 Corinthians 15. Two of my favorite. Man. Stand up. Be strong, right? Don't shrink back. But in 1 Corinthians 15, a little ahead of myself, uh, verse 55, it says, Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death, the sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have already won, brethren. Do you understand that? You are on the winning team. You're already seated in the heavenly places, God says. That gives us great confidence, Right? I've been playing sports all the time and, and doing those things. Man, I'd be nervous for like, we'd make championship games. Man, I'm so nervous. I'm like, ah, I want to win, you know? Look, we've already won. The victory is already ours through Jesus. See, we're, we're already at the top of that, uh, that pedestal, right? You're there because of Jesus. We've won. The victory is ours. It says, therefore, my beloved brethren, be firm, right? Be firm, immovable, always, always excelling in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord, right? Be firm, be immovable. Put on the armor and have the confidence, right? To go out there and defeat the devil. No, he's coming. That's fantastic. Bring it on, dude. You know, that's, that's, that's the mindset we have to have. Bring it on, you know? And when we're strong, we should want that. Bring, come, come, come to us. Well, I don't want to call us all water buffalo, sorry. But, you know, come to the water buffalo herd. See what happens, dude. You know, you're going to get run over, and you're going to run away. In Hebrews 10, 26 through 39, right, it says, For if we go on sinning willfully after receiving the knowledge of the truth, there is no longer remains a sacrifice for sins, but a terrifying expectation of judgment, and the fury of a fire which will consume the adversary. See, even as Christians, what happens? Can we still go to the lake of fire as Christians? Yes, right? It's been brought out. you got to believe it. I hope you believe it. You know, we talk about the fear of the Lord. It's been, it's been a, a great topic. You know, we don't live our lives because we fear that, right? We live our lives because we love God and we respect Him. But there is that. If you walk away, that's what's going to happen, right? Anyone who's ignored the law of Moses is put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severe punishment do you think he will deserve who has trampled underfoot the Son of God? As regarded as unclean, the blood of the covenant by which he was sanctified and as insults to the spirit of grace. For we know him who said, Vengeance is mine, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. It is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of the living God. Now, we live our lives out of respect for God because we love him and are thankful. Now, this, we should live our lives in the terrifying uh, way that people that are outside of Christ are going to fall into the living hands, right? As, as I think it was Jeff that brought that out, right? Man. It's those people, like they don't know until that last day. And they're standing on the other side, and they're going to look over. Maybe someone will be like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you show me? Why didn't you do something for me? And maybe, maybe they don't listen. I don't know. I've had too many family members die that didn't want to listen. And I, and, I, and I know where they're at, and it just breaks my heart. Right? Why don't you listen? It ticks me off. 
Listen. But ultimately, it's their free will, right? It's up to them to choose. All we can do is put on the armor every day and go live it, right? And go live it. And if they choose it, fantastic. If they don't, well, that's on them. But put forth the effort every single day, right? In verse 32, remember the former days when after being enlightened, you endured a great conflict of sufferings, partly by being made a public spectacle through insults and distress, and partly by becoming companions with those who were so treated. For you showed sympathy to the prisoners and accepted joyfully the seizure of your property, knowing that you have for yourselves a better and lasting possession. Therefore, here it is, do not throw away your confidence, which has great reward. Don't throw that away. Right? You have the confidence. Use it. Overcome. Put on the armor every single day. Make the devil run away. It says, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what was promised. For yet in a very little while, who is coming will come and will not delay. But my righteous one will live by faith. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Right? But, right, here it is, 39. But we are not among those who shrink back to destruction, but are those who have faith for the safekeeping of the soul. We are not those who shrink back. We are not those who walk away. Right? Put on the armor every single day. I saw that firsthand one day. New officer. Had this crazy drunk guy, like, screaming and yelling at him. He's on the front porch, and I'm like, I'm, I'm there with him. And he starts walking towards him. That dude is backing up, right? Just backing up. Hey, hey, go back up, back up. I walked up there. I put my hand in his back, and I'm like, stop backing up and take care of this problem. It looks so weak when somebody's backing up. That's not who we are. We're not backing up from the devil, right? We take him head on. We go for it. We don't shrink back. Right? We put our armor on. We have the confidence. And I want to go one step further. It's not just confidence. It's Godfidence. Be Godfident. Right? Be confident in God, knowing that He's in you and that you can overcome. Be Godfident. The fullness of God dwells within us. Be Godfident. Go out every day and win, right? Win. You have everything that you need. Everything. You just got to believe it. And you got to go out and do it every single day. You'll overcome. You'll make the devil run away from you, right? Be Godfident. Love that term. Be Godfident, right? It's, it's a step beyond being confident, believing in God, Believing that you can overcome through Jesus Christ. Through the Holy Spirit that dwells within us. Overcome, right? We can win. The victory is already ours, right? We're already seated there. Let's make the devil run away, right? He knows there's a lot of power here and he's coming for you. That's okay. Let him come, right? Let God say, you know what? Go attack anybody you want there at the Pleasant Hill Church of Christ. Go for it. Because God sees what's being built here, right? And we're together, right? We hurt up, we take him on, he run away, and along the way, we snatch others from the fire. Be Godfident. Thanks for listening. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www 
cornerstonetruth.org or email us at thecornerstonetruth at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.